Hello, friends. Welcome to the Particularly Peculiar Podcast. Today, we decided to talk about something a little bit witchy. We will be discussing familiars on today's episode. Before we start, I do want to give a bit of a trigger warning. Um, We will talk a little bit about death and suicide today, but it is very brief. Another thing I want to say before we get started is that today we discovered we have a listener outside of the United States. Yes. A listener from Germany. That's so right. that's really exciting. From a town that I can't pronounce. Yeah. But still pretty cool. Very cool. So we do want to remind you guys that we do see when you listen, we can see where you're listening from. And we know you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's proof <laughs> they exist. But it's really exciting for us, and we always appreciate the support, and it was just a little, like, icing on the cake for the day today. Today is Mother's Day. Um, it is. Obviously, it's going to be after Mother's Day when this comes out, but happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. That's right. We need you all. That's right. We do. Everything that's been happening with the podcast has actually been really, really cool. Uh, we've only been doing it very briefly. So I know our last episode that we released, we introduced Christian here as the producer of the podcast and my husband. He's still both of those, but he's also (laughs) going to be co-hosting with me from now on. At first, he wasn't sure he wanted to do that, but then he just realized how cool it is. So, Yeah, I think we had such a great time. I'm excited to join. Good. So today we're going to be talking about familiars. So first I want to list my sources for today's episode. I got some information from Botanica, Learn Religions, Occultist, uh, Essex Record Office blog from the United Kingdom. So that's cool. But today we're going to be talking about familiars, which I'm sure a lot of you who are listening to this probably know what a familiar is, or you may at least know a little bit about witchcraft, witchery, etc. Um, a familiar is usually the black cat that follows a witch around, you know, that we see in westernized, Hollywoodized stuff about witches. So basically, again, a familiar is often defined as an animal with whom we have a magical connection. But of course, there's a little bit more history to that. It's a little more complex than that. So In old school Western demonology, a familiar could be described as a small animal kept as a witch's right hand. It was usually given to her by the devil or inherited from another witch. The familiar was a low-ranking demon that could take on any animal shape. Could be a toad, dog, insect, or, of course, again, the infamous black cat. Sometimes the familiar was a creature of fantasy. It was like a blend of several creatures in one. And they were usually sent out to do the witch's bidding. The familiar was believed to survive off of sucking blood from a witch's finger or like a mole or wart. Gross. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) During the European witchcraft witchcraft trials, including the Salem witch trials here in America, a suspected witch was searched for the teats by which she fed her familiar, which was actually known as the witch's teat. It was like usually a third nipple or something like that. Okay. And if they found one, 
It was considered an undeniable sign of witchery. And they were <laughs> no immediately guilty. Right. <laughs> Just right now. Burn like, them at the how stake. How bad would that suck? Yeah. When you're already ashamed of your weird ass third nipple. Right. And now you're going to just be burned at the stake. And now you're going to die because of it. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Anyways. During the Salem witch trials, when animals were suspected of being a witch's familiar, they could even be sentenced to death. There actually is a story of a man who was thought to be a witch who had commanded his dog to attack. And those accusing him stated, of course, that he commanded his dog to attack through his magical powers. And both him and his dog were executed, and they actually hung the dog. Wow. Yeah. That's really gruesome. Yeah. As a witch, like a magical, as a familiar. Yeah, witch. people were really, really scared of this stuff. And, I mean, I want to do a whole episode on the Salem witch trials. There's a lot of theories right. for why it was, like, so crazy because it was just like intense crazy and honestly it was it seemed like fairly quick that it all came and went and then mm -hmm. i think everyone was kind of like oh shit this is a lot of control we better calm down folks right so i mean we'll obviously get into that on a later episode but it's just yeah it's just so freaking weird in some scandinavian countries it was a little bit lighter familiars were associated with spirits of the land and nature Fairies, dwarves, other elemental type beings were believed to inhabit the physical bodies of animals. But of course, once the Christian church came along, the practice had to go underground because any spirit that wasn't an angel was obviously a demon. Obviously a demon. <laughs> yep. Um, in shamanistic practices, the animal familiar is not a physical being at all, but something of a spiritual entity. It travels astrally through astral planes, or it serves as a magical guardian against those who might try to hurt the shaman on the physical plane. Although we seemingly know a lot about the history of witches and their devilish friends, no one is quite sure when or what the first familiar was. And I'll kind of talk about that a little bit more here in a second. But right. many people in the neo-paganism community or the modern paganistic community have adapted the term to mean an actual living animal. And although it no, no longer means there's a demon or spirit inhabiting an animal, there does still seem to be some truth to having that psychic bond with your pet. And, you know, a witch and her pet being more attuned to each other than just like us and Mala back here, sleeping back here. <laughs> Mala's our dog for the people that don't know us. But She's right behind us. Yeah. Just taking a snooze. She's probably like, please shut up so I can relax. She's waiting for us to start practicing some witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, it wouldn't be right to discuss familiars without discussing, obviously, a witch who had a familiar. And the witch we are going to talk about today is Agnes Waterhouse. What's crazy is that, I mean, all of this is based... In reality, you know, uh, these things that have happened, like the Salem yeah. witch trials was a real thing that happened. Like right? there was really thought to be witches doing magic, putting spells, casting spells on people, having their familiars who were going out and doing their bidding, which we'll talk a little bit with Agnes and her familiar here. But yeah, it's 
it was all real. Like it was, it's documented history. Right. So, I mean, which would lead one to believe that there was probably something happening. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I mean, you would they think wouldn't, they wouldn't be so scared. I mean, I guess you can use scare tactics, you know, to push an agenda. But I mean, you would think they would be scared for a reason. Well, yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know about this story in particular, but especially when we talk about the Salem witch trials here um, in Massachusetts, there is some concern that maybe it was more of like a, these kids were being little shits and they decided that they were going to like throw somebody under the bus type of thing. And I don't know exactly. I mean, I don't know how that's the case. I don't know if that's the case in every scenario or if that's, and that's not the only theory of the Salem witch trials either, but it's also pretty interesting how they've kept the idea of the familiar in Hollywood, like you've said, where not only in cartoons or live action, they have the black cat or some other form of that, but they also have the wart, you know. Yeah. The, there's usually the, the iconic, ugly witch. The iconic ugly witch with a wart, you know. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that that's what they feed on, which... Like, I didn't know that, but... Ew. Yeah, it's true. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know, obviously, back then, like, what the witches look like and what they're, you know, like, I don't know. Probably I, normal people. I Yeah, exactly. That's the and thing. then they just picked on the ugly ones. <laughs> they were like, oh, she's a witch. A wolf. <laughs> right. That's pretty rude. Yeah. I mean, that's still kind of what happens today. It's just not like, you're um, a witch. Right. Yeah. It's just social media. Okay. We don't got to get all political here. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) We won't talk about that. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about Agnes Waterhouse. Agnes Waterhouse is typically when she is discussed, she is labeled the first witch to be executed in England for witchcraft. So this is a long ass time ago. So let's tell a little bit of her story. Agnes was accused of murder by witchcraft for which she would be executed if she was found guilty, of course, as all witches at that time were. She was said to have killed her neighbor. And when questioned, she also admitted that she was harming pigs, cows, and geese in their village. Eventually, she even said that she murdered her own husband because They lived, quote unquote, somewhat unquietly together. I don't know what that means. Somewhat unquietly, they fought a lot. Yeah, that's probably what that means. It is possible that her confession actually just came out of the fact that she felt kind of guilty for being relieved that he was dead. (laughs) And she had a lot more freedom after becoming a widow. I mean, I imagine being married in the 1500s probably like wasn't like quite the union it is now you know yeah i couldn't imagine i think it was all purely based on like benefiting like status or just having someone there to do stuff for you (laughs) right yeah i don't know it wasn't just based in love it was no what's love pish posh right who cares about that (laughs) it was like a business agreement yeah exactly Anyway, where does the familiar tie into this story? Well, 
After Agnes confessed to killing her husband, killing her neighbor, harming the animals in their village, she also confessed to owning a demonic spirit in the form of a pet cat. And this cat was called, now I don't know if it's Satan or Satan. It's S-A-T-H-A-N. And things were spelled weird back in the 1500s. This is true. So I don't know if it was actually Satan, which I mean, that might be where the familiar stems from in the first place. A cat named Satan who was inherited from her sister Elizabeth, it says. Elizabeth? No. Elizabeth. And the cat actually had killed Agnes's husband for her. So it went out and did her bidding and all that. Um, and actually, oh, I'm sorry. It said she, it killed her husband and had done all the harm of which Agnes stood accused. So this cat named Satan that had a demonic spirit inhabiting it went out and was doing all these things. Wow. At the hand of Agnes. Right. She was commanding it. But I'm like... If you're a witch, you're just commanding your demonic cat to go kill people. Well, it would probably, I mean, keep you far away from the crime. So you would have like... Obviously not. Not far enough. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Again, her sister was Elizabeth. So her sister Elizabeth and her daughter Joan were accused alongside Agnes. A young neighbor girl of theirs accused them of sending which this is interesting to me. She sent a dog-like creature to this girl's house to tempt her into committing suicide. This dog-like creature not only was a talking dog that was telling her commit suicide or to harm herself with this knife from the Waterhouse's home, but it also had a monkey face and had a whistle hung from its neck. So it's weird to me, though, that her familiar was this satanic, demonic black cat. But then she sends this weird talking black monkey dog to do this tempting to this young girl. But I don't know. Well, maybe, you know, different familiars are capable of different things. Yeah. And I'm like, was it the cat? Could it like transform? True. Agnes did end up pleading guilty to witchcraft. And she was ultimately hanged July 29th, 1566. Agnes actually wasn't the first witch executed of witchcraft over in the United Kingdom. But she was the first one we knew about through like newsprint. So she basically was like the first famous witch to be executed. Okay. So thankfully by Agnes pleading guilty, she was able to spare her daughter. She took the blame for everything and kind of left her out of it. But it's just very interesting. I, we're going to post a couple of pictures to our Instagram page, I believe. But there is a picture of the little demonic cat, Satan or Satan. And then there's also a picture. It's a essentially would be what their quote unquote newsprint was back then. But it was a picture that they used for every woman that was like described as a witch. <laughs> there's like a like a stock photo of a witch that Dude, they used. Yes, I think we have it on our documents here. But it is a go to the files. Yeah, and in our little artwork for the episode, there is someone made this picture of a witch or of a woman, I guess, because of course, for the most part all women were witches or all witches were women. 
but they made like this stock photo for their print that showed just a old woman and that's what they would put out there when they had an accused witch wow yeah so that's pretty interesting i thought but we'll put that up on our instagram for you guys to see that because that's kind of interesting it's just crazy to think like that that was from like the 1500s yeah i mean it does it does look like that era for sure i mean do you know i was there oh (laughs) but are you agnes Uh, no oh (laughs) i'm agnew (laughs) i'm having chest pains Oh God! <laughs> the demonic cat. Satan. Satan. Sathaniel. Sathaniel, get over here! <laughs> anyway, we can summon familiars, uh, according to the stuff I found. We can. Well, we could, but anybody can. Okay. Do you want to know how? I don't know if I do, but I imagine you're going to tell me anyway. Yeah. Okay. So there are many ways to summon a familiar, but I found a pretty good list on a cultist, and they're coming in with the heavy hitters first thing. Okay. Number one, ask a demon for your familiar. (laughs) Oh, easy. Easy. I've got three on speed dial. I know, right? So how would you ask a demon? Well, first, you would have to summon that demon. Okay. Uh, I decided I'm not going to look that up right now. Right. I don't know how that would mark you on Google, how Uh, to summon a demon. Number two, you could do a familiar visualization spell. The first step would be to light a candle in a dark and quiet room. Then you would use a magical wand or a dagger or some sort of ritual item to draw an inverted pentagram in the air above the candle. This is pretty creepy so far. Yeah. Next, you would use that same ritual item to draw the shape of the animal spirit you wish to summon. Now you would close your eyes and point the ritual item at the candle flame. Visualize the familiar manifesting into the candle flame as you pour all of your energy through the wander dagger into the flame and then you're done okay so i just was about to start laughing because i was like you use the ritual item to draw the image of your familiar that you want to summon right and i'm like my drawings are horrendous (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) could you imagine actually summoning what you drew yeah, is it actually, like, exactly what you drew? I mean, I imagine not, but mine would be, like, a stick figure cat or, yes. like... <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> Do you want to say something? No. Okay. So, they say that when you are doing these types of spells, you want to be sure to pour as much energy into that visualization as possible probably so you don't end up with a stick figure cat (laughs) right (laughs) like okay you really need to actually focus on what you're doing here you have to actually try (laughs) taylor we've had some mishaps to try (laughs) (laughs) okay another way that you could summon a familiar 
is again, pour all of your energy into this mantra and chat. Manifestum spiritus animalis. Manifestum spiritus animalis. That wasn't all my energy, but it was pretty close. That was a lot of energy. I know. I was feeling the energy over here. As you repeat this mantra, imagine that the words are creating the familiar as it turns from an idea to a subtle astral body and finally to its physical form. Of a stick cat. (laughs) It says it's best to use this mantra spell once a day on an empty stomach for 10 to 20 minutes. But again, you want to really give it your all as you say it or as you, yeah, as you repeat the mantra and there has to be emotional engagement to charge your spell. Okay. Otherwise, it just won't work. Sure. So, you, I mean, obviously, you have to mean it if you want it, right? Right. They say that when you're doing any sort of ritual, spell, or manifesting, it can be best not to be too detailed. And remember, spiritual familiars are easier to manifest than physical ones. So, a spiritual familiar would be like an invisible spiritual companion. So, obviously, it would just be be where you stop at the stage of manifestation right there's the three stages again the idea then the astral plane and the physical reality so any spirit or change you wish to see in reality moves through those three spheres another way that you could try to bring about a familiar is just finding a quiet peaceful area and simply meditating on coming together with your familiar or If you have an animal already, you could try to strengthen your psychic connection to your pet. Otherwise, if an animal has appeared in your life unexpectedly, such as a stray cat that appears regularly, it it is possible that it may have been drawn to you physically, but you got to rule out other possibilities first. Like what? Well, like you can't (laughs) put cat food out. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and have like alley cats right. come into your yeah. back door. It's <laughs> just like spraying cat yeah. food around. And you're like, like oh, look. <laughs> look at all these familiars. <laughs> that, that's one powerful witch down there. <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah, it obviously has to be something that is actually like a spiritual arrival, not just you made it happen in, in such a way. Kind of like the bald eagles and you. Yeah. So actually, it's funny. I... Let me tell my last little part here and then I will talk about that because I actually thought about that when I did this. So anyway, again, if you wish to be practicing paganism, Wiccan or any form of witchery, there's no rule saying that you need a familiar or that it must be a physical manifestation. It can be spiritual or simply exist on the astral plane. So like you were saying about the bald eagles and stuff. Well, I decided to take a quiz on HowStuffWorks.com to find my animal familiar. Okay. And I got a raven. Your animal familiar is the raven. Among the most witty and intelligent of creatures, this winged fellow will help your mind reach new heights. Together, you will discover the immense possibilities that exist in nature and the universe. Of course, it needn't be strictly business. The two of you practical jokesters... (laughs) We'll use your magic to play plenty of tricks too. Okay, so I just thought it was interesting that I got a raven. Well, first of all, let me say the most witty and intelligent of creatures. That must be like 
connecting with your familiar on that level you know you gotta gotta have something in common right 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 yeah so you're witty and intelligent i'm most witty and intelligent of all creatures of all yeah i agree so anyway when i saw that i got the raven i was kind of like oh hey that's interesting because well for a while for those of you who don't know we were seeing mostly me i was seeing bald eagles everywhere which is weird because like before now i had only ever seen like one or two right out in the wild yep and then there was a couple months there where i saw a bald eagle like if not every day every other day yeah they were really i mean they were coming out of the woodwork and i mean literally christian actually i was at work or i was napping or something i don't know yep you were here napping you were here napping on the couch and i heard well actually i was sleeping too i was sleeping in the bedroom because i was working night shift so i was sleeping during the day and i woke up to this screeching outside and i had no idea what it was but it woke me up from a dead sleep and i'm like what in the world is that so i sat up in bed and i looked out the window and there was a bald eagle sitting in one of our trees on our yard just facing our house screeching like loudly and this was after at least a month of us seeing bald eagles everywhere and it wasn't just in the same place you know and like i know that they I know that they have a very wide range that they like fly around yeah. w- where they live, but we were seeing them all in all different places. Even when we were driving, was it up to Minnesota? Well, yeah. When we, we were coming one. home from Minneapolis, right? we saw a bald eagle on the way home. We saw one down in Des Moines when yep. we were heading down there for something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it wasn't even... Although it would be weirder, I think, if it was the same bald eagle every time. But, like, (laughs) yeah, we were seeing them everywhere. So, it was just crazy. And I was like, this means something. This has to mean something. And I looked it up, and it was saying that that is your your spirit animal, essentially. Like, your spirit guides coming to tell you whatever you need to be told, apparently. I have it on here what it said they were or the reason they were around let me see if i can find it the eagle eagles are signals that it is time to reconnect to your spiritual path they are here to remind us to listen to our hearts and not rely on our minds so much if an eagle is your personal totem animal it means that you have lightness in you but need to stay grounded eagles represent light spirit and healing healing yourself so you can connect deeply to your spiritual journey this spirit animal carries knowledge of magic and gifts from above and this all came at a time where i think you were struggling to find your path kind of yeah you you were a little a little lost on your path yeah so it was really strange there was a lot of like just struggling to figure out who i was what i was doing was i doing what i am doing for the right things you know, was it for me? Was it for other people? Like, I just had a lot of things up in the air that I wasn't really sure about. Right. And then I was seeing these eagles everywhere. And then I read that 
basically. And I was like, okay, like I need to get back onto my spiritual path, which is interesting because I had already been thinking that for a long time. Because right. I, I have always been a very spiritual person, but after a bunch of stuff happening and big changes happening, I kind of fell off of that. So I've slowly but steadily been working to get back into that. And that's almost kind of how the podcast came to be because I was like, you know what? I want to start a fucking podcast right? where I get to talk about weird stuff and people can listen to me. Yeah. So that's how we're here. But I was going to say another weird thing about like the Ravens is that now I haven't been seeing eagles as much, but I've been seeing like vultures and just big birds around here, which we have a lot around here. We live out in the country, so we have a lot around here anyway. Yeah. But I feel like, again, I've been seeing big vultures, birds just everywhere. But I'm sad I miss my eagles a little bit, you know? Right. Well, I think that we have both been on the right path lately. That's pretty cool. You know, I think that it was something that helped you, but also it helped me because I said this before, but you know, I'm kind of a skeptic, but the frequency that it was happening made me think, okay. Uh, and just the sheer... <laughs> we sh probably shouldn't ignore that. Yeah, you know? I mean, the frequency and just the range of where we were seeing them at again like if they were just down by the river where we had been seeing them okay there's a family of eagles <laughs> yes you know <laughs> it's the joneses <laughs> yeah but yeah just seeing them everywhere we went was almost like an assuring sign a reassuring sign of like you're doing the right thing yeah really cool yeah it was really cool and maybe we should do an episode I mean, obviously, this was familiars to do with witches, but we can always do another episode of spirit animals, totem animals, spirit guides, things like that. So it's kind of in the same vein, but not exactly. They come from very different worlds, really. Right. So everybody should be sending us ideas, especially now, uh, right at the early stages. It's very possible that we will use your idea you know, as a topic in one of our next shows. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, if you want to hear more about this kind of stuff, let us know. If you want to throw out your own topics, let us know. Let me know what you think you're familiar would be. If you were a witch or a warlock, what do they call that? A mage, a wizard? Yes, all of those. All of those things. <laughs> um, should we talk more about history of witchery, demonology, should we just talk about animals? Because, I mean, I will always talk about animals. Literally anytime. Always. Always. Anyway, let us know. Email us at T-A-Y-L-O-R at particularlypeculiar.com. Leave us some feedback on our Instagram page at particularlypeculiarpod. Or if you are on YouTube, leave some comments down below. Rate, review, subscribe, like, Thumbs up. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. You know. All of those things. Tell the world. And it all is free for you to do. Exactly. And it helps us out immensely. Not only spreading the word, but it just makes us feel so happy. Yes. To see people listening every day. And there really has been people there listening really every been. day. Yeah. Which it's really cool. I mean, it's just validation. Yeah. You know, for what we want to do. 
and we're out here doing it. You know, I'm, I'm glad to be joining you now. Me too. I'm and I'm really excited to see where this goes. And as long as everybody out there keeps participating, I mean, we're still going to be making the podcast, even if we still only have 20 listeners yeah. for the next year. <laughs> we're st- you 20 listeners are the best. And you're going to hear lots of cool things. A bunch. But I do want to say, too, that, of course, we see that you guys are listening. So what we would really love now is to have some engagement with you guys. And email us, comment. Like I said, we would love to hear what you guys have to say, really. We'd love to interact. So do that, okay? Okay, we will see you again soon. Until next time. Our peculiar people. Peculiar people.